Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the newly named podcast, The Litmus Test. I'm Jeremy. I'm John Junkin. Uh, you know, thanks for for everyone who listened to our first episode last week. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Yep. Uh, we're hoping to make the podcast better and better every week. Um, this week, we actually prepared ahead of time some topics we're ready to discuss. We've got things on a whiteboard. <laughs> we're ready. Yeah, we're ready to do it. Um, so, how do we come up with the name? The name you texted me. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> like all great ideas. It came to me in the shower. There you go. You know, it's nothing more important in my life than coming up with the name for this this podcast. So I was thinking about it, and um, we came up with the litmus test. Yes, uh, I think it's like a clever. A clever turn of phrase, obviously referencing a litmus test. Right. Um, you have a bit of a chemistry background. I do. So you know what that is. I do. It's a pH test. But anyhow. So uh, that's a <laughs> pH test. And one of John's most commonly uh, said phrases is, it, is, it's lit. It's lit. It's lit, fam. It's, it's so, lit. Uh, <laughs> IFLF. It's fucking lit, fam. <laughs> Um, so I thought it was like, it was cool because it incorporated something that like, you know, we, we say regularly um, right. here at CLE Barbell Club and generally, and it's like a clever turn of phrase and we'll try to like incorporate it into some segments of the show. Yeah, we're going to have an excellent segment, which oh, you guys will find out. For it. Yeah, at the end we'll kind of like, we'll hit you with a, is it lit or... Yeah, we'll kind of we'll give things flames, you know, <laughs> one to five flames, one to five flame scores. Yeah, so I think it's a great name for the podcast. Um, really represents us well. So cool. So uh, yeah, how was your night last night? How was your week? Um, week was uh, long. We had a uh, yeah, it was. work was work. Um, <laughs> let's not talk about that today, but we will talk about work. Um, the gym was great. Um, I think we're, we're about ready for a deload here, a little, a little mini deload, and then we can get ready to peace. So I think people are going to be tired. Yeah. You were tired this week. Oh, I was tired this week. It was just a tough week. I think, uh, you know, the seasons are changing. That can be like, you know, a little bit. I noticed like when the seasons change, especially from like uh, spring to summer and, yeah. and or like, you know, winter to spring, summer, and then summer to like fall, winter. Um, you know, I, I don't feel it. And I was tired and work has been really busy and stressful, so um, just a lot going on, I think. I think everyone's feeling that too. Yeah, it's dark halfway through like evening gym sessions. Yeah, it's an and, adjustment. And, yeah, and then it's bad right now because it was 80 on Monday or something yeah. like that, and now it's. Um, a week it's like 60 up right now. Yeah, not even that. I, I bites, bites here to the podcast recording studio. And it, was, <laughs> it was chilly. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Cool. I'm, I'm certainly ready for that. Yeah. Friday, by the way, yeah. great night again. Yeah. Halloween weekend. Nice. Lit it up. I actually did the um, um, Fright Pass. So you get to go right past. <laughs> yeah, it's like the fast learning scheme for uh, Halloween. Oh, okay. Um, ton of money. Was it worth it? Hard to say. I will say we got to go on some um, in some haunted houses that have like an hour long wait all the time. Yeah, and, uh, they were worth it. So, nice. So yeah, it was worth it. Nice. Fun times. Yeah, you know, twice the price, twice the scare. <laughs> Right. I'm trying to maximize the scare, the scare uh, quota. Don't remind me. Uh, <clears throat> nice, nice. So yeah, I uh, touched on my week a little bit. Yeah. Basically, uh, been really busy. Um, I'm watching Breaking Bad right now. Are you? We finished uh, season two of Breaking Bad, and that show is awesome. That show was really great. I keep hearing things. Everyone assumes I've seen it because of a chemist. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, have you not seen it? And I don't know. How many seasons are there? I think there's, there's only five. Well, and the first season is only seven episodes. Okay. So the first season, I think, is like an incredible like story. It could stand on its own. You really don't need to like mm-hmm. go past. I mean, you, you should because you'll like be into it and you'll want to. And the second and then subsequent seasons are really good too. Um, but the first season is just like a really, it's almost a great movie, right? Yeah. It's seven episodes. The episodes are like 47 minutes long, so it's like a really long, great movie if you watch it all together. Um, 
So I, I recommend, I'd recommend it. Great you know, I'm not much of a TV guy, but Great and Bad is like a really great show. All right, not to jump again. Yeah. How lit is it? One of oh, five lit. How lit is it? Uh, it's season two, you just finished. Yeah, I just, been, well, I just finished episode one of season three. Okay. Um, all right, so we're gonna jump jump ahead to our <laughs> to our it's lit segment. Can't help it. Yeah, we can't help it. So, how lit is Breaking Bad? Yeah. Breaking Bad, I would say, is uh, is four flames. Yeah. You know, five flames. I think we're reserving for like incredible life events. We talked about five flames. You maybe have five of those in your life. In your life. In your life. Yeah. I don't know that I've had any five flame events. Like I probably have, but you know, I have to. Really think about like the highlights of my life. If you could give percentage points, would you to Breaking Bad? Would you make it four and a half flames? No, I think it would stay at four flames. Solid, okay. solid four flames. All right. I mean, it's really uh, near the top of like visual media that I've consumed. I would okay. say. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's pretty high praise. I'm watching. I'm not to like overrun your. Yeah, go for it. But go I'm watching it. this show called Penny Dreadful. Huh. I don't know how I found it. Um, I think it's a Showtime. Uh, series and um, it's like it's real crazy. It's about uh, London in the 1800s. Nice. Um, Dorian Gray is alive. Dr. Frankenstein has created Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, there's Dracula, the devil. There's all these things, witches. Mm -hmm. It's just real like spooky stuff. I guess it's a good time of the year to probably watch that. Yeah. In the fall, so I don't know. It's a pretty good, good series. Nice. Interesting. Netflix. Of course. Right. Yeah, Netflix gets five flames. Five flames. I think Netflix does get five flames. Their originals are really good. We're going, oh man, yeah, their originals are like, like the Marvel series. Have you watch any of those? No, I haven't. I, I, I watched uh, Daredevil, and Daredevil's like the corniest superhero ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On surface. They did a really good job with Daredevil, and then they brought the Punisher in, and it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, just a, a lot of quality there. Nice. So, anyhow, yesterday. Did you oh, play yes, tennis this week? Uh, I had a long match on Thursday. Yeah, that one uh, came out with a W. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I watched your ascension from like, uh, what was the league before the elite league? Oh, the, the advanced league. Yeah, I remember you being in advanced. Like, well, it's just the advanced league. I was like, are you making it to the elite? I hope so. Yeah. Now you're kicking ass in the elite league. <laughs> uh, I am a little bit this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, no, so I had a match on Thursday. Yesterday, I actually participated in what's called the uh, Critical Mass Bike Ride. Yeah. Um, it's the last Friday of every month. Everyone meets in uh, Public Square, downtown Cleveland. Uh, just bikes to some pre-selected uh, pre destination. Mm -hmm. um, the destination yesterday was this farmer's market on the east side, like East 150th Street. Okay. Uh, just bikes like in a big pack down St. Clair. We actually pulled off and went to University Circle and grabbed dinner. Yeah. Um, but it was like beautiful night. Uh, everyone in the group had like this great energy. Like everyone was like really happy to be there and excited to like be biking with this group of people that had this you know mutual interest. Like everyone was interested in going for a bike ride and like right. connected with an old coworker from my last job who I like, haven't seen since. Um, since the last job, you had good weather last night too. Oh, beautiful weather! Beautiful weather. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. Um, and yeah, so that was that was my night last night, and uh, looking forward to doing it in future months. Awesome. Yeah, uh, there were some crazy bikes there. You know, the people with like the super high bikes where they sit oh, like really? ten feet in the yeah. air, and they have like this peg ladder that they like climb up to get to the top of their bike. <laughs> um, you know, and this other guy who was like a DJ and he was advertising for his DJ services like on his bike, like yeah. in the spokes of the wheel. And he was like playing music and people were shouting like, happy Friday, everyone we passed. And it was just like, you know, it was a fun group and good energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, good week, good, good end to the week for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's jump ahead to our first topic. It's nice. been sort of like, all in the news since last Sunday. Yep. Uh, the NFL. It's been in the news forever. Yeah. 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 So let's. Uh, we can start with just the NFL in general. Yes. Right. So football. Well, at least for me, I remember I always wanted to play football. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it. Um, 
So I've always been a fan of the sport. Um, you know, like football players always look like G.I. Joe action figures. Yeah. You know, so it's like, hey, I want to look like that. Well, baseball players some, sometimes look like slouches. I mean, Bartolo Colon is looking ridiculous. Hey, he's still in the league. He's still in the league. He's still in the league. Jesus. Yeah, so, but, but still, you know. Um, and then basketball, I'm 5'9", so that was always out. So football always, always interested me. And then, you know, you play Madden as a kid and all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, fantasy football came along. So football has, like, strung me along forever. Even though the Browns are terrible and I've been a Browns fan forever. Um, they're 0-3 this year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that's where football is in my life. How about you? And so you're still watching it, still following I, it? I, well, I have two fantasy football leagues. Okay. <laughs> one with my coworkers. Yeah. Excuse me, and one with my boys from forever. Yeah. The league I lose every year, and we're dressed. I wore a dress in the draft this year, actually. <laughs> I look good in my dress, too. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, thank you. Well, anyway. Legs. <laughs> I have good legs. Um, but, yeah, so I'm in two leagues. I don't really get a chance to watch a lot. Um, usually Sundays are like family days. Yeah. Run around with kids. Or you know who knows what. So um, I pay attention to it as much as I can. Nice. So uh, yeah, just to sort of summarize my uh, view on the NFL. Um, I started playing football really young when I was like seven years old, like PAL youth football. Uh, I was in. I was on the Raiders. Like that was my like, team name. Yeah. So I became a Raiders fan because you know of course. you're like on a team and you you just gravitate towards that team. Um, and then that was like right around the time like the Rich Gannon years started. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, it was like 2000 to 2002, so it was like a great time to be a Raiders fan. Yeah. Um, you know, was super into the NFL. My whole family watched it. We got NFL Sunday ticket. It oh, was wow. like Sundays were all about watching the NFL. Um, it was pretty much like that until you know high school just became. It ended up just being like. You know, I was a regular fan, like it wasn't, right. Sundays weren't fully dedicated to like watching TV all day. Yeah. If you really think about it, that's what it is, but like, yeah, that's crazy. you know, before that it was, it was like, that was all I would do Sunday. And then uh, moving away to college, going to Cleveland, you know, I, I ended up being like a Jets fan after I got over the Raiders a little bit. Yeah. I was a Jets fan, moved to college in Cleveland, never really felt an affinity for the Browns. It wasn't like, go figure, you know, they were horrible. And, <laughs> I wasn't watching games, and I wasn't playing football anymore. I'm sure. I would play like flag. I am flag football, um, but so and I think just now I watch games. And I'm just like not very interested. I think it's a very slow moving sport. Yeah. I just I have, am like not really following or into the NFL anymore. Sure. But I have enough of a history that I can still like relate to it and right. kind of know what the league, you know, keep a keep an ear on it. Keep an ear on it. Lost its appeal a little bit. Definitely yeah. lost its appeal. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, what's going on in the NFL now? Um, ton of scrutiny on basically every front every possible. Yeah. You know, I mean, from the concussion stuff to, I mean, I perceive a ton of shadiness with. Um, What's that guy? Goodell? Roger Goodell. Yeah, there's a ton of shadiness there. I mean, I know the owners elect him, and so there's going to be a little bit of weird conflict of interest type action, mm-hmm. but um, I perceive an extra amount, an exorbitant amount of shadiness there. Me too. Um, and then you, you got, now it's become a, I think since, um, I mean, um, I, in 2001, I was, I was in college, so I was like 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I was 18, I think as a freshman, and that's when the towers went down in 9-11, yeah. and that's when like the Patriots came out of nowhere and won, and I perceived some shadiness there, to be quite frank. Mm. I was like, all right, now the Patriots are good. I mean, they had Drew Bledsoe, and they were mediocre yeah. at best, and then like Drew Bledsoe goes out, and all of a sudden Tom Brady, the golden boy, steps in, yeah. starts winning the Super Bowls. Mm. It just always felt kind of shady, and like, you know, when that happened, they took it upon themselves to make a stand, the league did, you know, yeah. start. Uh, putting the emphasis on, um, you know, the national anthem and 
patriotism, military. And, yeah, the military, and then they did like do do like breast cancer awareness month, which is starting yeah. this Sunday, I think. Oh, okay. Is it in October this Sunday? I can't keep I can't <laughs> track of what month is. Yeah, I think tomorrow is October first, and October breast cancer awareness, so it's gonna be pink everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, which is fine, all that's good, but they they like taking upon themselves to make statements. Yeah. Now and then now players are starting to make statements. So, yeah, scrutiny everywhere, topics to debate, where do you want to start? I think, uh, well, I think we should start with, with what's in the news this week, um, which is players really kneeling on Moss and um, the President of the United States publicly beefing with the league and with the players and the, the stance that the league has taken. Yeah. Um, I think it's just an interesting topic, and I think it says a lot about sort of where this country is right now. It's kind of like a microcosm for the, the at least the picture of like divide that people have. You know, you either well, oh man, I got go ahead. Yeah, so like uh, the players kneeling. So the players are saying we're kneeling because we are. You know, Colin Kaepernick started this last year. Yes, he was straight up saying, I am kneeling because America has a uh, injustice problem towards uh, black Americans. Right. You know, he was very explicit about that. He got attention. The kneeling brought attention to him. And then I think pretty eloquently he said his case. You know, he said where he stood and why he was doing it. And, you know, we've seen a lot of issues with things like police brutality, yep. with sort of systemic injustice. Um, I think there are a lot, you know, I think it's a valid like, position for him to take and certainly a stand, you know, if you, if you feel like it's a really big problem, it's a stand worth taking. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> going back to your point um, about like it's a picture of where we are today, I think, you know, America on the surface has changed, but in reality, there's not been a ton of change in America in a long time. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, however the, uh, you know, injustice or racial divide has been um, executed, like whatever actions come out of that, yeah. had, those may have changed. Like there was slavery, there's obviously no longer slavery. Yeah. There was like Jim Crow, there was three-fifths, there were, there were all these things. Those yeah. are no longer here, but the bottom line is the core of America, I don't think has changed that much. Yeah. And um, you know, I got I got a couple legs to stand on because of my experiences in life that I've been through. And so I can definitely say that it's, <laughs> racism is alive and well in America. and. Yeah, so he took a stand for that, and you know, I have mixed emotions about it because I do, you know, I do view the national anthem as a tribute to the military, and I have family that have sacrificed a lot um, and been in the military service and mm-hmm. like gone overseas and come back different, you know. So they've yeah. sacrificed mm-hmm. a piece of who they actually are and were, and you know that saddens me. I got, you know, I got cousins who just aren't the same. And it makes me sad to see him like different, or re, you know, I can't go to see fireworks with him, yeah, because they're coming out, and it's like <laughs> it looks like a joke, but it's not a joke. These yeah. guys are fucked up, and yeah. so I do see it as a tribute. Um, so I, I had like mixed emotions initially, but um, I have, I, I, you know, it is what it is. I do think it, it is a stand we're taking. I think it's actually not a bad time, a way to ex, to express it. And that's I, that's I, where I land on it. You know, you. I think in the last like three to four years, we've really seen we've seen protests. We've seen we've seen all sorts of demonstrations and more like attention being paid to this problem. Yeah. And from my point of view, any action that people take to try to bring attention to this problem and try to like communicate their like their position or their grievances. Yeah. Um, there's another group of people saying, this is disrespectful, you can't do it this way, right. this is not the right way to protest. Can you find can you find a nonviolent way to do it? Can you find a way that doesn't, you know, 
inhibit traffic and like block off the streets. Which and, happened here. You know, which happened in Cleveland and something that I like saw, you know, response to it that I saw in this way, people are like, this is as nonviolent as it gets. You know, you're not threatening anybody when you're taking the knee. It's like a, you know, it's not even it's an passive. aggressive posture. It's, it's very passive. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm like submitting my, you know, it's like almost like a submissive but strong posture. Right. Um, it's, so I, I feel like this is a valid way to do it. And I think what's interesting in the dialogue between the, the two sides, and it really feels like there are two sides in this particular, like two yeah. uh, well-defined sides. One side is saying, we're doing this for this particular reason that Colin Kaepernick stated, and we're kind of on board with that. Um, and the other group is saying, um, you're offending me because you're, you're taking a knee, a knee for injustice, but the, what you're taking the need toward, but I'm gonna interpret it as you are disrespecting the flag and the military and like all of these other things that are being right. associated, but they're being associated with those things by the people doing the interpreting. Right. You know, it's not like inherently that if the national anthem is played, and this is my point of view, like if the national anthem is played and you know, and you take a knee, that you don't like the military. Right. I don't think it's saying that. I it think it's not, saying right. this is something that people care about and it's a representation of America. And we think America has a problem. So if we do this, people are gonna pay us attention, which is important because we're trying to get our message out. Exactly. So we need people to pay attention. That's that's why I was saying it's a almost a perfect way of doing it because it it does get you attention. You know what I mean? In a, in a, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. It's effective. Yeah. It's effective. And, you know, you can't run from it. Um, now, the teams get involved, you know, doing team yeah. stuff. That's kind of, I don't know, I guess like the Steelers were in the locker room for the National Anthem. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I don't know, as a team, as an owner, I don't know if I would impose a, like, a standard or whatever because, you know, people are allowed to feel hard enough they want to feel yeah um, but also now it's like driven by something else a corporate entity yeah and you know it's gonna you, it may sidetrack you from just like your job yeah. <laughs> which is which is one of the football games so I'm not a huge fan of that but I you know hey I appreciate like um, I don't know if it was this was it the Falcons owners some once somebody's owner came out and like, did it with them that's cool you know what I mean? If yeah. the owner wants to go out and kneel, that's cool. You know what I mean? It, sh it shows his support. Yeah. Which is fine. Which, without forcing others to do anything. Exactly. Which is nice. Yeah. So, you know, and... Yeah. What about the, uh, the President of the United States getting involved in this? Well, the President gets involved in many things he probably shouldn't be concerned about. Yeah. You know, like Twitter. <laughs> at all. Yeah. So, I, I, so, put that aside. Um, it's very clear that he, if there are two sides, which side he stands on. Yep. And, you know, that's not really, I think, that's not really a good idea, but again, it is a picture of America. Yeah. So, I guess, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, there's a million problems, I think, um, we have with this president. One, uh, one, <laughs> one thing I like to think about uh, when... I'm like, much more worried, by the way, about, like, Korea, South Korea, North, yeah. North Korea. North Korea. Much more worried about North Korea and other like people who have like weapons. I am concerned about North Korea. So yeah, we can talk about that some other time. Yeah, we'll talk about North Korea in a future episode. But right. um, I think it is uh, when I'm viewing a situation like this, and there are two sides. I uh, I like to take a little distance and try to like understand where both sides are coming from. As you should. Um, yeah, as you should, but it's also, I think it's easier to do, I think everyone has causes that are personally important to them. Right. Right, some people, some people are into the, the social justice cause that, that Kaepernick and the rest of the players are standing for, and that's great, and some people are really into the, um, you know, into the national anthem and the military and the value of the military, right. and that's their cause, and that's great, and everyone's allowed to have things that they feel really passionate about. Um, on this particular issue, 
I am interested in both positions, but I don't think that I'm personally, like they're not my issues that I'm most personally interested in. Sure. I have other things that I really believe strongly in and I will like advocate for and I think will do a lot of good for society. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone has to pick and choose what, in, what you can't be equally passionate about all of the important issues in the world. There are just too many right. to like, to, to really feel that way about everything. Yeah. Um, so I think not having like a super ton of myself invested in this allows me to get that distance and view both sides. And I'm trying to like, you know, give both sides the benefit of the doubt and understand where they're coming from. And I am sort of like having a hard time understanding what would be an appropriate means of protest. You know, I think, I think one side, I think the protesting side is saying there is this problem and we are protesting it this way. <clears throat> and from my point of view, the other side is saying uh, there isn't really a problem, but let's forget about that for a second. The way you're protesting it right. is bad. Right. But I think what is really happening is any way that they would protest this problem would be bad. Agreed. Any effective way. Or any way it has been bad. Yeah. I mean, so, throughout history. Because, and basically, the other side doesn't really think that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, if kneeling during the playing of a song is a bad way to protest, then... Show me a good way. Show me a good way. Right. You know, and, yeah. and I think um, we really should be, we could maybe just skip to talking about whether we agree that the problem exists or not. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what we do about it, but that's really, to me, what the, the issue boils down to, is one side says, the problem doesn't exist, because yeah. I don't see it in my life, and I'm not racist, and that's what they say. Right. And the other side says, I'm dealing with it, I know that it, exi it exists, and there are statistics and stuff that back me up, and the other side thinks that there are statistics that back them up, and everyone's just picking and choosing what, yeah. what back support their case. Exactly. Um, anyway, I think we uh, I think we covered this issue. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. We could, you know, you could go forever. We could with go this forever. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We could go forever. So. So let's uh let's change it to a little more uh a little lighter of a topic, shall we? Let's. Um. So we're gonna do song of the week, right? Song of the week. Song of the week. So this week is my choice, and I had a ton of trouble coming up with a song, because um, there's so many ways you could go with this. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't want to do another rap song. Mm, nice. I yeah, didn't yeah. want to, but I'm going to do another rap song. So, I'm going to play this song right now. Um, it's been hailed the song of the summer. There's a lot of buzz about it right now, which is another, which is a good reason to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's another rap song. It doesn't have Rick Ross on it. So, unfortunately. <laughs> it saddens us. But um, let's get to it now, all right? Yep. Dance. <laughs> I was hoping to be here. Fuck with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the school, I can get them both. I don't wanna choose, and I'm quick. Cut a nigga off, so don't get comfortable. Look, I don't dance now, I make money move. Say, I don't gotta dance, I make money move. If I see you now, speak, that means I don't fuck with you. I'm a boss, you a worker, bitch, I make bloody moves. Now she say, she gon' do what a who? Let's find out and see. Cardi B, you know where I'm at, you know where I be. You in the club, just to party, I'm there, I get paid a fee. I be in and out them banks so much, I know they tired of me. Honestly, don't give a fuck about who in front of me Drop two mixtapes in six months, what bitch working as hard as me? I don't bother with these hoes, don't let these hoes bother me They see pictures, they say ghosts, bitch I'm who they tryna be Look, I might just chill on some babe, I might just chill with your boo I might just fill on your babe, my pussy feel like a lake He wanna swim with his face, I'm like okay Alright, vote at Yellow has to be the song of summer. Yeah, it definitely is. Right? I mean, it's crazy. 
it's Cardi B, so there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. I'm a big Cardi B fan. Nice. Um, it's a good song. I don't know if she wrote it. I don't know who wrote it, you know, but it's a good song. It's, I guess, the number one, the first number one in a long time from a female rapper. Um, we talked about that. They were saying the first one is Lauren Hill. First single to top the Billboard 100. And it's first with a solo. With a solo. Yeah, one person on the song. Yeah. I, th I think I saw that on a chart, but people are like scoop, like glossing over Iggy Azalea. Yeah, they're basically saying, they're like, it's the first rap female rap song to be number one since Lauryn Hill. Right. And they're like, they'll put in parentheses, like, assuming you don't count the much, like, <laughs> you know, the controversial Iggy Azalea. Right. And, I mean, we'll get back to Bodak Yellow, which is a, a great, is a jam, which is a great song. Yeah. But, um, I think it's bizarre that people are like just saying Iggy Azalea is not a rap, female rapper who topped the charts. Bizarre is a good word, you know. They're using whatever they. Can. I guess I don't know who they are, but um, media is using whatever they can to kind of exclude her in that song. It was that fancy it was song, fancy. which I freaking hate. I mean, yeah, but oh I think God. that's the thing. I think people that like traditionally like rap music and they're kind of the uh, yeah. the guardians of the culture, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. like the old people that like it and like kind of define what the culture yeah. is. They're saying Iggy Azalea is not part of our culture. She's not like representative of the legacy of like female rappers, you know? Right. It wouldn't be right to say Iggy Azalea was like the first to do it since Warren Hill, right. you know? Um, but, but to me it's like, I'm more of a populist when it comes to that. like. Well, right, and at the at the end of the day, you really cannot exclude it. Yeah. You just can't exclude it. Yeah. Rap songs, female artist, number one. She qualifies. Yeah, she's in there. For sure. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, let's go back to the, to the track. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know who wrote it. The beat is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Cardi, in general, has a lot of presence yes. on the song. Definitely. Presence in the delivery really drives it. And that's like... What I like about her, and what people either hate or love about her, is that she's like very imposing. Yeah. She's got this big personality. She's got opinions. She's been through a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's got a crazy name as well. I mean, Bella Calise or something like I'm that. I'm not some, sure. That's the real name. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. People yeah. who didn't like it listen to it enough, and they're like, I can't. Love this song. Yeah, it's a good song. I, it caught me initially the first time. I was like, "Whoa, this is a this is a really good song." Yeah. I uh, you know usually I'll like listen to a song and be like, "Ah, okay," and then like it takes a few listens to really get into it. This one, it was like, "There's something about this." Oh yeah. I was like, "Who is this woman?" Like she is, like you said, imposing. I think she has really like, uh, yeah, like a great character and something distinctive about her. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is very important in like a rapper and a performer is having that like special something about you mm -hmm. um, that makes you stand out. Um, yeah, it's a it's a jam. We uh, my girlfriend and I were like outside of a, a Dave's supermarket, <laughs> and there were like, these four people in this SUV just blasting the song as loud as it could be, like a you know two p.m. on a Sunday or whatever it was. Yeah, um, <laughs> going to get some groceries. Yeah, going to get some groceries and just like blasting Bodak Yellow and like you can't help but like be be into it with them. At yeah. least I can't help it, but I'm a, I'm a parking lot dancer anyway, so. Yep, uh, same. <laughs> yeah, you know, it comes on with you little bitch. That's how it starts. Yeah. It's like the first words and yeah. it's just like, all right, that's what we're going to do now. Yeah. So it's a good song. So um, what else we got to talk about? Okay, anything else on Bodak Yellow, Cardi B? You know, I'm interested to see like what her album sounds like. I, I hope that you think she's gonna put out an album, or you think she's just gonna do singles? I mean, or is she done? I don't think she's done. I don't think she's done either. But I don't know. You know, who knows? Who knows how the music world is like changing? Is who knows if an album is necessary for her? True. She's got follow up. I think by mid November. I think she yeah. has to follow up, and it's got to be. Is it gonna be as good? I don't think it can be. No, it's not gonna be. So we're but it's going to be that. it's going to be something, and I hope it's like interesting and something that you're like, wow, this is like maybe maybe a song that's a little more technical, yeah, um, shows some.
technical proficiency and then like you know she's planning on doing an album yeah like have a little more technical side to get people to like really respect her not just from like making this hot song but making a right you know like a really good quote unquote good song too yeah exactly um yeah so it'll be interesting so we talked about the nfl already and speaking of sundays sundays uh, last Sunday, the Barbell Club took a trip to Hinkley Reservation. Yep, top of ledges, had a little cookout. Did a little, you did a little climbing, I didn't do a little climbing. Yeah. Um, Hinkley, you know, so I've had this on, oh man, please drive me back. I've had Hinkley on my list of places to go. Hi. Forever. Because um, as a child, I went there. There's like a picture of me at like six months old or younger. Yeah. Uh, like with my dad holding me up to these rocks. Oh, wow. And I'll cry my eyes out because this is hard. I got baby hands. Um, but, you know, I went there as a kid. I, I remember going there a couple times a, a summer, probably like four or five times a summer as a child. And nice. climbing and not making it to the top because I'm scared of shit. <laughs> and eventually making it to the top and being like, oh, Overcoming. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, falling down. And so, you know, that entry as you walk into the, as you walk down into the rocks, um, the ledges down there, you've got that really cool, like, almost stairway entry down, and it's like that cavern. Yeah. That, like, that, that feeling will never change for me. It's just really, like, near and dear to my heart. So, when I was like, we ought to do a cookout, you know, those are always fun. They're inexpensive. People just bring something, and there's, boom, a ton of food. Yeah. Because we had a ton of food. Yeah. Um, and, uh. You know, Hinkley is like just a cool place. It's out of the way. We didn't have like much. Trip. There was nobody in the pavilion with us. Yeah. We didn't run any issues. You know, we could do metro parks up here, but there'll be like swarms of people, especially on a on a nice day. So I think it was a good time. I think next year we start a little earlier, but um, a lot of food. Justin brought the thick thick thighs. The thick thighs. Uh, the thick chicken Delicious. Thighs. Yeah. They were very good. We cooked them for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, you had them for like, you had them and burgers for the next, like next two days, like I finished all the, all the leftover barbecue meats. Meats. Yeah. Yeah. I still have some uh, potato salad actually that nice. I snacked on. Um, so. Yeah, it was a fun event. I, uh, I've heard about Hinkley, uh, do a little bit of rock climbing, I've heard about Hinkley uh, for a while now, but never like knew kind of where to go and what to do. And it was nice to like have, you know, you didn't you didn't climb with us, but like we were able to use some of your top rope like yep. ropes and slings for um, for setting up the top rope, and like we we kind of hiked down there a little bit and pointed out like, where the different routes are were, so we were we were able to uh, know where to set up and, and have a little background information. Climbing there was nice and it's beautiful. Like it's I I love like hiking around those cliff areas, and there were a lot of people hiking around there. Um, I think. We're kind of fortunate in Northeast Ohio with the metro park system. It's like one of the things that I really appreciate about living in Cleveland, Northeast Ohio. It's really nice, and it's it's extensive. I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know if a lot of those cities have this. A lot of, a lot of cities have the Central Park type thing. Yeah, which is not at all. You know, when I talk about going to the park, of course, like with my daughter, she's like the playground. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no playground at this one. You know, we go from like playgrounds to like metro parks. Yeah. There's like trails and hills. Yeah. Creeks. Yeah, it's great. They did a great job. Yeah. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a great time. It was you know, it's good to like get out and do things and take advantage of the summer and take advantage of the resources that, that Cleveland and the area has to offer. Yep. Yeah, we have some more events I think on the docket. Um, we we'll obviously have the meet coming up in is it, I think it's still five weeks, technically. Yeah. It was six last. But um, we have the meet coming up the week before that. We're talking about going to Halloween go figure on a Friday as a group, which will be fun. Um, and then after that, you know, it's like holiday season. So I don't know what kind of events we'll have. Maybe a Friendsgiving is on the docket. Nice. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll do something for Christmas. Both. New Year's Eve. There's so many options, so many, so much room for activities. Awesome. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I love doing the events. It's so much fun. It's hard to plan. Yeah. I like to ask people to plan them for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I like doing them. Because, uh, yeah, it's nice to get out and get out of the, like, this environment and go do something a little more relaxed. Yeah. Or different. You know, use your, we work out all the time. It's nice to use our strength and, you know, go climb 
rocks and shit. Yeah, how you can yeah, be active outside. Throw sure. baseball, threw some baseballs. Nice. I haven't thrown baseball in years. My elbow hurt for a few days. <laughs> I threw like, I, I, I don't know, I threw baseball like 10 times. I was sore. Whatever. Nice. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot for a barbell club. Do you want to talk about anything else weightlifting related? Oh, you know what we're going to talk about? What? Favorite lifter? Favorite lift. Favorite lift or favorite lift? One or the other. Um, you know, I can touch on this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have like five favorite lifters right now. Uh-huh. Um, I really, obviously, like Tian Tao is 85, he's Chinese. Yeah. This motherfucker is the strongest human being, I think, to ever walk to earth. He's like built perfectly, which means he's like 5'2", I'm guessing. And weights when I weigh. Um, squat jerker. Uh, nice. I, think I think he's paw squats 300 kilos at 85. Oh my God. Dumb numbers. And um, he, I mean, he clean and jerked 220 something at, at the Asian Games, which is, I mean, yeah. huge numbers. He's one of my favorites um, from over there. Um, I love all the Chinese lifters. Like, I'm not, I don't follow it as closely to yeah. know them specifically, but, you know, Hook Grip posts a lot of videos yep. of the best lifters lifting, and um, to me, the Chinese lifters just like always have incredible technique. There was this woman, uh, Chinese woman, I think she was a, a 53 or a 48, and she hit some clean and jerk at like 130, 140, you know, and she's like a 58 kilo woman. Right. And, like, it, it looked perfect. Yeah. And, like the ability for somebody that small to throw something that's almost like triple. four times their weight over their head, or almost triple, almost triple what they weigh. Right. Is amazing. Yeah, big numbers. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of talks about substances over there. And uh, the Chinese have always been on the cutting edge, just what people say. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, speculate, but. They definitely move well, yeah. um, and their teaching philosophy is very much. Um, I think it's very much based on feel mm-hmm. and like emotions. The, you know, this one dude. I think um, uh, the guy who runs Lindenwood um, University in America. Yeah, he like follows their their like methodology, and there's like it's like close, low, fast, and there's one other word, but they're like. They're like feelings almost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how you feel about the word low in terms of weightlifting, but, you know, it's very vague. Yeah. You know, very general. And, you know, I, I really love coaching that way um, because it, 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 when you coach in vague, in more broad, vague terms, it forces lifters to kind of think about what, what you mean. Yeah. And, you know, and they can go for feelings. Feelings are always important. Yes. You know, because when I'm giving somebody a cue and I see something good happen, uh-huh. and I, my first question is, did you feel that? Yeah. Was that better? Feelings like, are like their feedback. Yeah, you gotta be in tune with your feelings because, you know, the last thing you want to do is be like, you'd be like, oh my God, that was perfect. And you'd be like, what did I do? You know, like, I don't know, was it? Yeah. I, no, I have you no indication. You should know generally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, I like that coaching style. Um, there's uh, who you know. There's a lot of old lifts I like. Um, Glenn Penley has been posting yeah. with the, his. I think he. I don't know if it's him or somebody he knows who runs the weightlifting house Instagram. A bunch of old lifts. They do almost everything by Sinclair. So they're like, this guy's got number five on the Sinclair list. Now. Yeah. And they're crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, but it's always interesting to see them because they're posting old stuff. A lot of the Bulgarian stuff I really like. So there's some, you know, Bulgarians, all they do is max. Yeah. I mean, they're running at max all the time, and they were all on drugs, and they got knocked for it. But um, they had some amazing lifters, um, and a lot of just clean jerks and snatches. Yeah. They squatted, they probably deadlifted a little bit, but that was it. I mean, they weren't doing jerk recoveries, I don't think. They weren't doing dips. You know, those motherfuckers were clean and jerking. And they looked like it. They didn't look like much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was also like the 80s, so they were in like weird shorts and, <laughs> you know, crazy sweatpants and shit that just nice. that weren't very uh, revealing or whatever. But um, 
those guys have big numbers and they just grab the bar and, and you know put it overhead. Yeah, which you kind of talked about last week. So. Yeah, I uh, I don't have too much too much to add, but uh, I'm anytime I get to watch uh, CJ Cummings lift, ah. I uh, he's like. Just turned 17 or whatever, and he's like by far the best American lifter already. Right. You know, and he's he's just obviously a phenom. You know, you watch him and you're like, uh, you know, he, he participated in like a local the American Open series events, which is yeah. you know something that's accessible to everyone. And you have this, you know, he's like LeBron James in high school, basically. He is like LeBron James. It's exactly what he's like. So man. it's like. If LeBron James in high school showed up to your like uh, pickup game, pickup game, <laughs> your local like you know there'll be like local high school tournaments where there'll be like four or eight teams, and it's like you know Central High School, oh, and wow. Saint Vincent, Saint James, yeah. you know whatever. And so it's like LeBron showing up to this local meet. Everyone's going to be like watching this guy and all eyes on yeah. him, and everyone else is trying so hard and they're making so much progress, and he comes in. And his opener blows everyone out of the water. It's like not <laughs> yeah. even close. This guy is like the best, and I, yeah. I think uh, I really appreciate his like just inherent, um, just like his phenomenal like genetic potential for this. Yeah, it's definitely genetic. The kid's the kid is exactly a phenom. We got to see him live. It reminds me of uh, the Sports Gene book, which yeah. is a great book, and I recommend it for everyone. But it's just like. The end result is that as sports have become more competitive and there's more financial incentive to do well in sports, financial, financial and like security, securital extent, uh, incentive yeah. to be good at sports, people are reaching their genetic potential more and more because they're going to the sports that they are made for. Right. So you're seeing basketball players are taller and taller, their arms are longer and longer, you know, other sports, weightlifting, their weightlifter, the best weightlifters kind of all have the same proportions. They right. all look the same. They're short, they have Ten short limbs, and, you know, like all these different uh, genetic factors. And um, CJ is just like, you know, he's in the right sport. He found this thing that he's like incredibly good at. And yeah. I think it'll be really great to watch him because other people, um, I'm in for the storylines. I, I really like the storylines. Yeah, no, I think other people, you know, they're working really hard to make it to the national level or the university level or the international level. He's working really hard to be like the best. Yeah. You know, to compete with like the very best people in the world. Yeah. And um, the struggle is the same regardless of the level you're at. But um, I really just enjoy watching this like young guy try to become like. Great, yeah. You know, exactly. be one of the all-time greats. Yeah, and you know, don't fuck it up, don't get injured. It's very much like watching LeBron. You know? Yeah. I mean, not as different. You know, when he gets drafted to the NBA, you're like, is he gonna be that good? Well, he was. Yeah. So it was that question mark for like a, a half a second. It won't be with him. Yeah. CJ is already setting world records. Yeah. And so it's like, man, it's gonna be awesome to see this kid grow up to an adult. He's yeah. Still 69, which means he's skinny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 69. Yeah, 69 60 kilos. Yeah. So he's very little still, as far as, I mean, on 85. So I guess I would guess him to be in 85 or 75, 75. I don't think he'll make it to 94. No, I don't. A lot of weight on that frame, but yeah, he's going to be great. Yeah. So. All right, so are we jump ahead to Is It Lit? Do we want to talk? Is anything else that we want to talk about lit? Oh, is um, anything else lit? You know what I think is lit right yeah. now? Training on Saturdays. Training on Saturdays is lit. You know, I owe Morgan an ice cream cone, so don't let me forget that. I won't. But um, training is lit. We need to um, keep it that way. I really like the way Saturdays are going. That competition feel is going to drive us right to the meet. Yeah, so Saturdays we've been... Uh, adding a little competitive element to our training here. Uh, we're all kind of competing against each other, uh, working at, you know, trying to beat different percentages for yep. different point values. Um, and that little bit of extra competitive uh, incentive and that competitive edge has really been like motivating people and we're having fun and we're going after, you know, big numbers for us. Um, so I think, yeah, it's been really fun and, and I've spoken to other people in the club and everyone's, everyone's enjoying it and really, People are looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, and people are asking questions throughout the week, like, all right, how's it going to work this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What lifts are going to count? Because last week the cleans didn't count, but you had to do them in the middle. Yeah. So 
people got they, they didn't tank it. Nobody tanked the cleans. Yeah. But they left a little in the tank for dessert. So it was just yeah, it's doing a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, yes, they focus throughout the week on the on the day to day, but yeah, Saturdays are good. And yeah. It just gets you primed for you know competing, going out there and trying to win. Definitely. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty lit. I would give it. I would actually give it a percentage point if I could, because I don't think it's quite a four. Yeah. It's not a five. I wouldn't give it a four, but I don't want to give it a three. It's somewhere in the middle there. Three point five flames. Yeah, something like that. Nice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think three point five is a a good rating. Yeah. We'll have to find what a half a flame is called. Yeah, we will. <laughs> like an ember. Ember. A couple sparks. Yeah, three fives. Three, three flames, two sparks. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> We're about there. That's about right. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I think it's time we, uh, we wrap this up. Yep. Uh, thanks, everyone, if you made it to the end here. A uh, little different tone. We covered some interesting topics, I think. Yeah. Um, we look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, feel free to like leave comments on this post. Right. Um, we have a Facebook page with the litmus test on Facebook. We're posting to YouTube and SoundCloud. Um, I'm hoping that we can set up a, uh, an RSS feed and get it on iTunes and Stitcher and like the other podcast locations so you can, uh, if you're a regular podcast listener. And a little teaser here, there is some discussion about maybe setting up a, uh, like a video component of this and posting the video on YouTube yes. so you can see our incredible setup here. Yeah, it's uh, great. Podcast recording studios. We'll have to spruce up the set just a little we'll bit. Spruce up the set a little and, bit. And we should bring in breakfast. We, yeah, I said it today, but we'll bring in breakfast. Breakfast and some accoutrements. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, too, we'll probably get this one out a little sooner so we can get some feedback sooner. Yep. We dropped the first one yesterday, so whatever you had to tell us, I hope you told us before you know, <laughs> a couple hours later. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we want the feedback, and we really have a good time doing this. I think we're going to keep doing it. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. Alrighty. Anyway, thanks for paying attention. It's lit. It's definitely lit. Welcome to Pitchfork. Ring out the past. His name lives on and on. Roll out the bones and raise up the pitchfork.